Blessings and salutations, mystics and mortals. You are listening to What's the Brew with Lowly Moon. I am your host, Lowly Moon. Hello, hello, hello. I return as the free natural mystic, proud descendant of the Maroons, the Arawak tribe, and the Yaraba people who resided in Jamaica, either by birth or by force coming across the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, before I start the podcast, I just want to give a shout out to the honorable, beloved ancestors of the Caribbean, but specifically of Jamaica, of the diaspora, of the motherland, okay? Shout out to everyone listening to this who is a child of the of the diaspora. Shout out to the people damn of the Caribbean, all right, gang gang, and the beautiful people of the motherland. Shout out to all of you. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black Future Month. And most importantly, my loves, happy Black Freedom Month, Black Magic Month, and everything else in between. Yes, we are reclaiming our time, our power, and all of our magic, okay? This is your time to shine, my loves. This is our time to venerate our ancestors more than ever before and really show our gratitude for the sacrifices they have made, the resiliency they have shown us and inspired us to become in our own lives, not to push through obstacles with complete force and forget the divine's protection around us, but by being resilient enough to choose ourselves, to choose our path, to choose our purpose, to choose our passions, okay? All of that is fueled by their resiliency and by their sacrifices. So before I start anything, I just want to shout out to them, okay, mafarifuni, gungun, all right, all day, every day, okay, we would not be here without them. Woo, okay, it has been a very long time, y'all, since we've last spoken, and I am feeling so good and so rested and so full of gratitude for this new year, although we are not really technically in the new year, but still I am feeling so grateful. Um, there has been a lot of changes, a lot of deep transformation, purging, cleansing, healing that has been done since the last time I recorded this episode, and it has led me to talk about this particular uh, topic um, for this one. You know, 2023 has been a really interesting year so far, I will say, Um, you know, and although again, like, you know, the muggles and the mortals celebrate their new year on January 1st. Yes, I understand that. The mystics, the witches and the healers, all of y'all who are listening probably, I'm sure are celebrating your new year on March 21st when the sun actually re-enters Aries and the cosmic year begins again. But, 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 but we still have goals to accomplish, right? And we still have our paths to honor. So regardless of when you celebrate the new year, whether it's on March 21st for the cosmic new year, or it's on January 1st, or it's both because you're honoring your ancestors plus your own practices, okay, which is what I've been doing. Um, I truly, truly, truly hope and my wish for everyone that is listening to this is that you are entering these new years, personal, cosmic, calendar, whatever in between, in good health, with an abundant mindset, and a prosperous, peaceful, and fully rested spirit, okay? That is what I am hoping for all of you, and I'm speaking all that into you with pure sweetness and good intentions, because you all deserve it. We all deserve it, okay? Um, 
as a quick update for my own life, so far my 2023 has shown me that there's still some purging and release to be done um, before the new cosmic year. And usually that would intimidate me and have me feel some type of way, you know, in terms of judging myself and thinking, oh my gosh, why aren't you further than, than, than this? You know, why are we still entering these cycles and etc.? I actually have been feeling you know, really grateful about this, okay? So instead of trying to force myself into working harder and pushing myself to meet unrealistic deadlines, I am taking my time to honor the sacred timing of winter, okay, of nature, mother nature herself, and letting the gunk and that heaviness and whatever else doesn't serve me, the things that I maybe thought I wanted that are no longer desires because I'm waking the fuck up, okay, as we are entering slowly closer to the spring equinox, and I'm allowing those things to just melt away on their own in their own sacred divine timing as spirit sees fit. And so with that has come with me actually practicing what I preach and allowing myself to really honor you know, self-care and dive deeper into it as a real practice, not just something that I just speak about all the time. Um, And so honestly, I can say that I am so happy that I have been doing this and will continue to do so because what I have noticed is that when I do slow down and I do allow my mind, my body, my spirit to fully recharge and to fully emerge back into the present not doing readings, not thinking about future timelines or retrogrades or anything else in between, I receive an abundance of inspiration and wisdom to share with y'all later on. And I am absolutely loving this, okay? So just as a reminder for all of you, make sure that you are taking time away from the hustle and bustle of life, even if you have been slowing down, continue to do so without guilt. Continue to affirm to yourself that you are worthy and deserving of rest, okay? And remembering that your throne is stable. The foundation you are building is stable and you don't have to always be running around in circles trying to protect it, trying to do all these things all at once and exhausting yourself, okay? Um, I know we haven't spoken since December, so as a quick recap of like January, we've had Mercury station direct, we've had Uranus station direct, we've had Mars station direct. So now that we're in February, we're now in the middle of Aquarius season, well actually the last week of Aquarius season, but whatever. Um, We have all the planets direct right now. And so this is a really great prosperous time for us to tap into our magic, to um, review our vision boards that maybe we made during the Capricorn new moon or the Sagittarius new moon, if you made yours during the same time that I did, right? So we're kind of returning to those things now and fine tuning them and making them even bigger and realizing that there is so much more that we want to do and it's going to take time and that is okay. So you don't have to, you know, rush yourself basically okay so I just wanted to say that I'm sure y'all can hear it in my tone of voice and how I'm showing up right now super like just fully charged and so 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 like high on life honestly I'm, I'm feeling pretty pretty hyper I'm so excited to record this episode um so yeah we're gonna get right into it um normally we do like a astro tea kind of ooh la la but honestly we ain't got time for that. If you want to know the tea, the astro tea, 
you know, tune into future episodes. Sure, where I'll probably discuss certain things that are going on. Um, but for right now, I really want to focus on just topics that the collective can return to as episodes, no matter the timeline, whether it's the past, the present or the future. Um, so I really want to kind of remove the astro tea part and focus on other things that I'm seeing in the collective things that I'm seeing as major patterns and messages and cycles that are showing up in the collective. And the way that I see these things happening, of course, yes, is by connecting with all of you, whether that's through um, one on one readings or through the coven on Patreon or through, you know, the comments section on Instagram or the DMs or submissions like today for the community coven episodes, right? This is how I gather information about the collective. And I look at all this information. I take a huge step back and I ask spirit, okay, what is the common denominator here? What do we need to hear right now? What should I be sharing? How are you going to use me as a channel, as a vessel to share this message? And so that is what I'm here to do today. Um, this is going to be a community coven episode. Um, our last one was also a community coven episode, which actually wasn't planned. Um, you know, it really was not. I definitely thought I was going to return to the podcast much sooner, um, but that just wasn't Spirit's plan. So here we are. Um, so yeah, now I will say this though about the current astrology. While all the planets are direct right now, yes, and while we are in the last week of um, uh, Aquarius season, we are also in the, well, not the middle, but the beginning of a really beautiful conjunction. So Venus is currently in Pisces, which is her um, favorite sign to be in. This is the sign that Venus performs the best in, in terms of empathy and love and ooh la la. And so Venus in Pisces is about to make an exact conjunction to Neptune in Pisces um, on the 15th of February, which is just the day after Valentine's Day, which is the day that I am releasing this episode um, with intention. And so I absolutely love this aspect or this transit because, you know, it's like this huge, like I see like just Hollywood glamour magic, you know, things that are real, but not, you know, which can be a very tricky tightrope to balance on, honestly and truly. Um, but it is great for workings. It is great for love workings and all those things in between. And so while I always say, you know, practice safe magic, okay, don't be out here casting lessons on people, okay, with other consent, that is black magic, and I do not condone that, because there's a price to pay, and half of you motherfuckers cannot afford that price, okay, so just don't, just don't do it, um, we're not here to talk about that right, though, okay, we've talked about that so many times, there are a bunch of people online, and people everywhere else that are talking about that, so I'm not really here to repeat that message and beat a dead horse, we ain't here to do all that, we ain't regular, okay, we're here to talk about the real tea, so, yes, I do encourage you to do those workings if you feel called to. However, I really want to talk about this particular topic, which is about astrology and relationships and love, as I have been talking about throughout this past week online, um, because with this particular transit of Venus conjunct to Neptune Pisces, 
the idea of romance gets over romanticized and beautified in a way that it is not realistic. And this is coming from a Libra sun slash Pisces rising saying this, okay? So you can take my word for it, okay? Like, I love all the happily ever after, glitz and glamour, you know, all that shit. I love all that stuff. I really do. Um, but if we are not being realistic with ourselves and allowing our immature egos, our inner child and our shadow self to make the decisions for us, including in our partnerships, including in our romantic relationships and connections and unions, we can get in some serious trouble. Okay. There are spiritual consequences for that. And there are material 3d realm consequences for that too. Okay. Um, you could be with the wrong person and they could slow down your whole grind. They could dry up your abundance waterfall. Okay. They can drive your well of wealth. Okay. We can talk about that later on. Um, so it's really important that while we enjoy the beauty that is Venus and Neptune conjunct together in Pisces, we also want to ensure that we are using this transit to benefit us and not to sabotage us by saying yes to the wrong things or be by or by being vulnerable to the wrong beings who don't actually have our best interest. Okay. Venus and Neptune conjunct in Pisces can still create some friction with Mars and Gemini, okay? So there could be some false intentions showing up as glitter, but it's not really that solid goal that we are looking for and desiring of. So this is why I am sharing this episode. Um, I was really inspired to talk about this particular topic of astrology and relationships in a little bit deeper than I have before. Um, we have recorded an episode last year talking about astrology and relationships and this is one of our most popular episodes to date which honestly does not surprise me at all um, considering that most people that I am aware of who tap into astrology um, you know they tap into it to better understand their relationships but especially their romantic ones and if you're looking to know um, what episode that is? That is episode 53. It's literally just called Relationships and Astrology. I kept it very simple so that y'all could find it very easily. Okay. Um, so anywho, we dived into the topic of what aspects to look for when reviewing um, synastry between ourselves and potential partners. And we also discussed the celestial bodies and the houses to review as well in these areas when we are looking at potential partners. Now, as a Libra sun, I can definitely talk about relationships all day <laughs> if I had to. And I have a whole lot to say about relationships and the way that they show up in the spiritual realm and how we have all these different tools to help us benefit and solidify um, our connections with people, whether platonic or romantic, okay? And so I just want to say that although this this episode is, yes, talking about relationships with regards to astrology, it's not necessarily a part two, but rather a perspective being highlighted again and discussed in more depth because I really feel like it's needed because I've just been seeing a lot of things online while being quiet and observing more and recharging. And I'm just like, damn, 
new new year same shit like y'all are still doing the same thing y'all are still producing the same content which is not really helping the collective but it's only helping your pockets which is okay i get it but also where's the integrity in that you know so i had to say something now um so here we are um first of all you know the corniest <laughs> and yet most romantic holiday is officially upon us Yes, I am talking about Valentine's Day. Ooh, Valentine's Day. Yes, Cupid stupid. Oh my gosh, Valentine's Day. Um, and so this episode is being released intentionally on Valentine's Day, aka the day before, night before, whatever, um, because the theme of love and relationships will be very loud and has been very loud in a lot of people's content and the messages and all the things in between like clockwork and is as expected and the fact that venus conjuncts neptune and pisces time as this is all happening is just another piece of the pie that i like to enjoy and see from afar um but you know i really wanted to bring this topic to the brew because it is hot right now it is very hot um and so i myself have been talking about love and relationships on instagram in the form of you know healing the inner child while also engaging in romantic relationships i've been really 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 vulnerable <laughs> this past week with this stuff because i feel like it's just time to and i'm just you know uh, whatever um so yeah if you want to check that out go ahead um and i really want to bring this particular subject to the brew because again it's a really hot topic and so what i really want to talk about in this episode is the toxification of astrology and how it is our duty as mystics who are lovers of the cosmos to detoxify our astrology. So you're probably thinking, Lily, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, hold up. Let me let me break it down for you, okay? Hold on a second. We, we, we ain't gonna get into it. We're just starting, okay? You're just dipping your toes in the water. Don't jump in just yet. Hold on. We're gonna get there, okay? So when we last spoke about relationships and astrology, I gave you all of the tea, right, on sinistry in terms of the planets, the aspects, and the magic that makes all of this stuff so beautiful and gushy and romantic and whatever. And towards the end of this episode, I highlighted how important it is to not get so caught up in the cosmos that we actually forget to be in the moment and enjoy our partners for who they actually are as human beings. Okay? And so, yes, I stressed this a little bit. Well, I tried to stress it as much as I possibly could. In the last episode, I really want to dive a little bit deeper into this because it runs really deep. And the more that I share my own stories of healing the inner child and like relationships and like healing the trauma and all this other bullshit, you know, whatever. Well, I shouldn't call it bullshit, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm starting to really see a pattern in the collective that has been there for a very long time, but I'm starting to realize how even myself potentially has engaged in this and has caused harm. And I want to take full responsibility <laughs> for that and air it out so that I can clear the air so that everyone can get back into alignment the way that we need to and elevate accordingly. 
And I feel like by me using this podcast as a platform to discuss this in this way is going to help do that. Okay. So, um, you know, I have been observing the online matrix, also known as the World Wide Web, where people get caught up in timelines and likes and followers versus love and real fucking connections, okay? And I have been observing how other mystics and astrologers alike have been sharing tropical astrology because this is the astrology that is, I would say, the most popular. Um, And if you didn't know that there are other astrology types, please go through Google and check it out because astrology is more than just tropical astrology. Um, I share tropical astrology with the collective because it is, I would say, um, more simple to grasp, even though it is still very complex and complicated. (laughs) Um, It's one of the more easier ones, I would say, to understand. Sidereal astrology, Vedic astrology are also very beautiful practices, and I would suggest that you guys also tap into those if you feel called to. Um, But anywho, you know, I'm talking about tropical astrology as always. I'm always talking about tropical astrology, okay? Just to make that clear. And so, anywho, I have been observing these astrologers and these mystics and, and, and what has been put out there. And honestly, a lot of the things put out there um, is either through forced performance in these really cringeworthy reels and nonsense videos that literally give no knowledge on astrology, okay? Um, or it's just hot flaming garbage. and you know there are maybe I would say a handful of astrologers that I can think of who are sharing the knowledge of astrology that doesn't fall into these two categories literally and they're not the astrologers with the big ass platforms just an FYI because a lot of the astrologers that have really big platforms are just sharing a bunch of garbage and I'm not saying that they don't have skills. They most definitely have the. They most definitely have skills, and they've gotten there for a reason. Obviously, their astrology is working for them. Hello, um, but like the content they're sharing, it's just for it's just for cloud. It's not really educating people on astrology, and it's feeding into this thing I want to talk about today. Okay, um, you know, and I'm not here to call out names and all that kind of crap because that's not really my business, but. It is my business to let y'all know where I stand, okay? Um, I really appreciate being known as the no bullshitter, truth speaker, truth seeker, mystic, because that's just who I am, okay? Maybe it's the Aquarius moon in me. Maybe it's a Scorpio stealing in me. I don't know what it is. I don't really care. I just like to be honest with people, okay? Um, I like to be honest with people and I like to give the honest truth in the best way I possibly can, okay? So that is what I'm here to do. And so before I even get into my perspective and the observations I've made, I really want to encourage all of you to do your own research when it comes to astrology, okay? It's great to listen to podcasts like these, yes. It's great to get readings done, Um, by those that you trust, who you know have the integrity and the gift to help you understand astrology better. Absolutely. Do those things. Yes, I absolutely encourage those things because if not, I would not be here, right? And sure, it's great to also check out people's ideas on the topic via YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or even Patreon, okay? These are all really great things. However, There is nothing more sweet 
than discovering something new on your own. Okay, one of my favorite things about learning astrology, and yes, I am still learning even after 17 years of diving in, I will always be a student. And I am so grateful for that truth. Okay, one of my favorite things about learning astrology is having that light bulb moment and then checking the current chart of the moment and watching the dots connect on their own right in that moment in divine timing. So for example, if I was learning about, I don't know, Mercury retrograde, and I just had like a flashback or like an instant light bulb moment, an aha moment, I would go to my astrology website software, whatever I'm using at the time, and look at the current chart to see where Mercury is transiting, to see where the ascendant is, to see where the moon is, and make the dots connect on their own in terms of what I'm learning. And it always amazes me. And I love that so, so, so very much. And the only way to receive this sort of joy is to soak up the wisdom yourself. So I encourage all of you who are very interested in learning astrology to go beyond what you see on your timelines or on YouTube or even on Patreon, okay? Because I myself, I am sharing astrology, you know, through videos and and mini courses through Patreon and whatnot to help people understand it but I'm going to do it through the raw filter itself. And even with the things that I'm giving you, that is not going to cramp in 17 years of of studying and, and learning and observations. Life is your teacher. Okay. And so while I'm giving and offering Um, maybe what could be seen as like a map and a guideline to those things. Life is the teacher. Okay. You have to go beyond those things. Okay. So I encourage all of you who are very interested to go again, beyond what you see on your timelines. Okay. Read books, keep journals about your life and the cosmic events taking place during those times, because you will notice the patterns all on your own. I promise you, you will. Okay. And so I really (laughs) want to stress this because there is so much fast food astrology being put out there and it's not healthy for the collective at all. It really is not. And I will admit that when I first launched my business and, you know, was observing how people were showing up online and social media and trying to figure out my groove, I almost started to do the same as the others that I was observing. And I don't mean, and I don't mean necessarily putting out, you know, hot flaming garbage because no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, absolutely not. I'm going to share the knowledge that I have, which is golden. Um, But rather so putting on the performance in hopes to stay relevant to the algorithm and throwing shit at the walls in the form of memes and quirky posts and irrelevant crap, (laughs) you know, and hoping it will stick. 
And that's not really helping the collective. It's just distracting the collective. It's just noise. It's not helping the collective do the work. It's not helping the collective get further in their mission, on their path, to get closerly, more closely aligned to destiny. It's not doing any of that. It's just distractions and, and noise, really and truly. And so one of the easiest things to throw at the wall in hopes to grab the clutter's attention, in hopes to grab the algorithm's attention, is content about love and relationships. And so as a Libra son, I feel as though it is my duty to give y'all the truth in its most beautiful and raw form. And so on this episode, we are going to talk about how to detoxify our astrology in terms of love and relationships. Okay, so first things first, in terms of us detoxifying our astrology, with regards to love and relationships, um, I'm going to break it down even more. First things first, astrology is not everything. Okay, it is not everything. And what I mean by that is that it is not going to guarantee you the perfect partner. Okay. It is not going to guarantee you a happily ever after. Okay. Astrology, like magic, like spell work, it is a tool. It is not everything. It is not the Bible. It is not, well, the Bible ain't everything either, but you know what I'm saying? It is, it is not spirit. It is not God. Like it's not, it's literally a tool. Okay, it is not going to guarantee you the perfect partner. Okay, you can have the most perfect, most aligned on paper sinistry with someone. Okay, and have all the points checked marked. Okay, sun, moon, risings are in the same placements or sister signs. Venus signs are sister signs or conjunct or whatever the fuck it might be. Making sextiles and all kinds of ooh-la-la aspects. Okay, you could have all of that on paper and still have a messy, messy, messy connection. Now, I'm not wishing this upon anybody. I'm just speaking facts, okay? You have to understand that astrology is not going to guarantee you certain results, okay? And I'm going to dive deeper into that even more, you know, as we continue with this topic. But this is a serious thing, you guys. Like, this is really serious. You know, I find that Sometimes I I see, and this is more so novice astrologers and, you know, mystics who are, you know, slowly waking up and and just tuning in. And that's cool. We're all on our own journey, whatever. Um, But we, a lot of times these beings will fall into this trap of putting certain expectations on their partners or on people based on their zodiac signs based on their placements okay so for example if you and your partner or whoever you're dealing with or whatever it might be have really great synastry you're going to probably expect that everything is going to be easy and flowing and life is going to just serve you abundant mangoes okay and 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 gold and 1,000 cotton fucking Egyptian sheets and it's going to be just easy. 
breezy, beautiful, right? And then it's not (laughs) because that's not life all the time. And then we start to crumble and freak out and panic because we're like, oh, my gosh, the astrology is not astrologing. Oh, my gosh, what's happening? Oh, my gosh, I thought this person was perfect for me. Like, why are they being a trash person right now? It's like, well, hang on a second. They're still human. Okay, they're still human and things are guaranteed to happen regardless of what the synastry looks like. So I just want to clarify that astrology is not everything and we need to stop putting expectations on people to act a certain way, to show up a certain way simply because of their placements. Okay, yes, there are magnificent books and videos and and tools and all this wisdom about astrology that has been studied about placements about Venus placements about moon placements and all these things throughout all the zodiac signs yes and yes there are obvious patterns that we notice and that is why we have this information to recognize those patterns but are those things all concrete no absolutely not absolutely not right we are not here to determine other people's paths we are only here to determine and to understand our own and move forward with it accordingly Okay, so first things first, do not have this high expectation of astrology to make life easier for you, to make your relationships easier for you, to make things just go smooth sailing. Yes, it is a tool that will support you on your journey. Absolutely. I'm not saying that it won't because it does. Okay, but don't use it as a crutch. Because when a Mercury retrograde happens, then you're running around in circles talking about, oh my gosh, my ex, this and that. Well, hang on a second. What happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Okay. Um, the second thing I kind of want to talk about here is about zodiac signs and expectations, but also the disappointment that can come with zodiac signs that we deal with. Um, just because you had a bad experience with a particular zodiac sign, okay, whether it was their sun sign, their moon sign, their Venus sign, whatever, it does not mean that all beings with that same placement are villains or assholes or toxic niggas who don't, who ain't shit. Like, that's not what it means, okay? Sometimes it's not them and it's actually you, You ever think of that? I mean, really, what's the common denominator going on here? We ourselves have to talk about accountability and take some, okay? Um, And and honestly, I would say that probably 90% of the collective is guilty of this, you know, myself included. And I really had to break that pattern and that cycle and, and recognize and say to myself, like, okay, honey, is this really, like, is it really, like, like, is it really Virgo Suns being absolute trash or is it trauma <laughs> that you need to let go of, right? And things of that nature, you know? And so I just want to say, like, listen, you might have dealt with three, four, five, seven, whatever uh, Scorpios, okay? And maybe all those experiences for you weren't great. Maybe 
you just keep finding the same patterns in these people and maybe the scorpion energy brings that out in you but does that mean that they were all toxic and all horrible people well i can't really say that because i don't know your experiences but at the end of the day is that the zodiac sign scorpio's fault is that the cosmic constellation's fault no it's not that has to do with them themselves and their own cycles and their own patterns that they have to break on their own and their lack of shadow work that they probably need to do because as we know, Scorpio is what? Pluto, Mars, transformation, rebirth, destruction, power, control. So if they are not doing their work, those things will become more enhanced themes in their lives, regardless of what area of their life we are talking about or looking at, including their relationships. And that can revolve on you, especially if you are someone who has, let's say, uh, Taurus placements, Aquarius placements, or Leo placements, that can create a lot of friction. So that doesn't mean that it's the Scorpio Zodiac's fault <laughs> that these people didn't do their shit or that you didn't do your shit and that's what caused all this friction and all this character development and the beginning of the beginning of your villain story and origin story, okay? That is not the Scorpio, Scorpion, Constellation slash Zodiac signs fault. Okay, that is not their fault. Not all Scorpios are toxic assholes. There are the, some of the greatest people I know, some of the people who have had my back the most or have been the most loyal to me, the most supportive of me on in my, you know, my spiritual journey and other areas of my life have Scorpio placements, okay? And they're not trash. They're not toxic. Okay. So I just want to kind of use as an example to say that, you know, we have to stop saying that, oh, this person's a cancer. I don't fuck with cancers because blah, 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 blah. Oh, they're a Virgo. Okay. Red flag. You know what I mean? Like we really have to stop doing that. And this also includes stop falling for the stereotypes that these other, well, I don't want to say other, that, that, that people are projecting onto the collective, right? Like people saying things like, oh, Aries aren't serious about anything. They just like to play games. They're very selfish. Mm, is that really true? Is that your trauma talking? Oh, Tauruses are selfish assholes who don't know how to communicate very well and they don't know how to let go of things. They don't know how to let go of things. Okay, is that all Tauruses though? Or is that just the trauma of that particular Taurus that you dealt with? And now you want to make an assumption. Oh, all Geminis are two-faced. Really? Like, give it a rest, y'all. You see where I'm going with this? Oh, all Libras are sociopaths, liars. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> these things are not real, okay? Some people fall into these really horrible stereotypes that people are given, but these stereotypes are given and created based off of people's trauma and the bullshit that they've dealt with. And instead of blaming the person for their shit and for them being a shitty person and being treated or, or treating people like crap, they want to blame the Zodiac sign. And then this whole blame game of broken telephone becomes content for everyone else to feed off of and debate about on Astro Twitter or Instagram or wherever else they're talking about it, okay? And it's just really messy and it's also like very much so bird behavior. It's very much muggle behavior and we need to do better. We really need to do better as mystics, okay? We really, 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 really do. Um, sometimes the things we dislike the most 
about zodiac signs, whether it's Aries signs or Aries or Sagittarius's or Capricorns, whatever, whoever it might be as a sign, sometimes the things that we dislike the most about them are the shadow aspects of ourselves that we need to sharpen. Okay. Those are the things that we need to sharpen for ourselves. And I see this a lot um, in the collective where we will say there are certain things that we don't like about people because of their zodiac sign. And it's like, okay, first of all, have you been studying a group of this particular zodiac sign to come up with this ridiculous assumption or... Were you connected to someone who had just happened to be that zodiac sign, whether it was their sun, their moon, their rising, their Venus placement, whatever placement it might be that we're talking about, right? And, you know, things just didn't work out because they just didn't work out. You were in a different place in your life at the time. They were in a different place in their life at their time. And both of you or all involved were going through some serious deep transformation and things were happening, life was happening, and it just fell apart, right? Is it really because of their particular zodiac sign or their placement why things fell apart? Most definitely not, because they could say the same thing about you. And that's also not true. It's not the zodiac placement's reasons why shit falls apart. Shit falls apart because we let it go. Shit falls apart because it slips through our hands, not because the moon was having an eclipse in Scorpio and oh, well, you know, it was meant to, it was just going to happen. Well, yeah, it probably, it probably was, but also what led it to that point? Because full moons, as we know, and eclipses break down or release or highlight the things that were already there. Hello. Okay. So I just wanted to, um, point that out as well um I you know will joke I well I used to jokingly say things about like Virgo men okay and and (laughs) and other placements too um but you know the astrology community a lot of times likes to shit a lot on Virgo men and even Aquarius men um Sagittarius men you know and always things like that I'm using men for the sake of you know myself being a heterosexual female so this might not align to everyone listening to this, and that's fine. I'm just using myself as an example, okay? This is my show. Deal with it. Um, and I would say all this shit for contests, like shits and giggles, but like low-key deep down, there was probably some trauma attached to that, you know? And um, I, had to, <laughs> I had to face that and say, okay, hold on. What is the truth here? Is it really that Virgos are all trash and they're, you know, perfectionists who can't meet their own level of standards of perfection or is it the fact that I maybe am actually a Pisces rising which means I have my Virgo house ruled by my house of relationships and also where my Chiron placement is aka the wounded warrior and wounded healer and so when I connect with Virgo suns moons risings venuses whatever it might be that energy falls in that placement in that in that spot and so it, it pushes me to have to really work through the trauma of whatever it might be that comes with my Chiron placement in my life itself okay and it it comes down to the fact that that's what it was right and it took a long time to admit that 
Um, am I going to give them the entire credit to that? No, again, because the, the, the astrology doesn't make or break the person, but it's definitely going to help sharpen you up if, it, if it's a real tool that you're using for the right reasons, okay? Um, so as someone who does have what I just said, you know, my Virgo house in the seventh house plus Chiron in that placement, yeah, relationships are fucking hard, okay? Relationships are not easy for me. I have a lot of things that I've had to cleanse and purge and release in terms of cycles to do with relationships, whether romantic or platonic. Okay, between the Chiron placement in this in, in Virgo in my seventh house of relationships, I also have Venus in Scorpio, which is Venus's detrimental placement, which means Venus performs the absolute worst in that placement. Do you know how hard it is to be a Venetian and have that placement? It's not easy. But guess what? That is just the cosmic shit that creates me and it is what it is and I have to take accountability for how these placements can manifest in really not so great in not so great ways which are of course a part of the shadow work and whatnot and how these things can you know sabotage an opportunity for growth an opportunity for healing an opportunity for elevation an opportunity to break cycles of relationship trauma of the past, okay? So I want you to take a moment to kind of reflect on who are the beings that you've connected with in the past, maybe even the current uh, present where you feel like these are things that you don't like about this person because of their zodiac sign or their placement um, and what those traits might be and reflect on how this could be potentially a mirror or a flashlight to show you these areas of your of yourself that you could potentially improve on, right? And only you can determine if that's actually true or not, obviously, but this is just what I want to say. And as I'm saying this, it's 11-11 right now on the dot. So spirit is talking, hello. Um, another point I want to say, which I've been saying throughout this episode, is that astrology is a tool, okay? So if you are only interested in astrology because you want to use it to cop a bay, okay, to, to hold, to get someone or whatever it might be, then you are not a mystic. You are a manipulator, okay? And I'm going to need you to take several steps back from this practice and check yourself because you are going to hex yourself and all of your blessings in, dis- in disguise by doing that. Okay, and I'm going to say it again. If you are only interested in learning about astrology, okay, or getting astrological readings for the sake of capturing someone's attention, for the sake of someone's approval and validation of you, in hopes y'all will have some sinistry, okay, to to confirm that your feelings are accurate or whatever the fuck else, then you are not a mystic, you are a, ma- a manipulator. And not just towards them, but to yourself, okay? Astrology is a tool. It is not a weapon. It is a tool, not a weapon, okay? This is really, 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 really important. All right? This is really, 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 really important. 
okay? It is a tool, not a weapon. There are too many people who are only wanting to dive into this practice, which is a very sacred, very deeply spiritual practice, okay, which can really honestly and truly open up portals and shit to things that you don't want to see, to things that you don't even, you, you didn't even know or were even possible, and you out here just being willy-nilly with it because you want to check if your moon sign and their Venus sign connect or whatever the fuck else just to confirm your feelings. You don't need, you don't need the, 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 the cosmos to tell you that. You know what you're feeling. You know what you're seeing. Your intuition is already guiding you, okay? And I'm not saying to just shut it all down and, and fuck astrology and don't, don't engage in it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is engage in it in the proper ways, okay? As a tool, not a weapon, okay? So how do we start with detoxifying our perspective of astrology in terms of love and relationships. That is what we're going to hear to too now, next, I should say, because this is not just an episode for me to lecture people and be like, fuck you guys. Like, I know I'm not here to do that. I'm here to guide. Okay. So here are the things that I suggest as ways to detoxify your perspective on astrology in terms of love and relationships. One, Look at the placements you would look at for a potential partner, okay? So, for example, when you get a synastry reading, typically the aspects that we are looking at are the moon placements, the Venus placement, the Mercury placement, right? And yes, even the Mars placement. And okay, for the sake of detoxifying ourselves and releasing all attachments we have of using astrology in these weird, needy, like, ways, okay? We are also going to review our Chiron placement, which is why I mentioned my own placement, um, you know, in my earlier example, okay? So by looking at all these placements, Moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars, and Chiron, we can dive into the shadow aspects of ourselves and how they manifest in each of these placements, Okay, so here's another example I'm going to give using myself, literally just airing out my own dirty laundry. Well, not dirty laundry, but just airing myself out at this point, because I feel like the best way to help you guys learn astrology is to use myself as that example. Um, so for example, I have an Aquarius moon in the 12th house, which conjuncts a asteroid called Karma. <laughs> yes, this is real. And I also have Venus in Scorpio. Um, which conjuncts a lot of things, including my North Node and, and Jupiter and other asteroids like Kali and a bunch of other stuff, okay? Um, and I love these placements very, very much. I'm very proud of my Aquarius moon in the 12th house. I'm very proud of my, of my uh, Scorpio stelium, whatever. Um, but because of the degrees that these particular placements I have are at, they create almost an exact square, which means friction. It means heat. And so while yes, the Aquarian, any, any moon in the 12th house really is a great placement for, you know, psychic vision and, and gifts and the dream realm and the astral realm and speaking to spirit and all these things like that. The 12th house is the house of things that are hidden, things that are not always seen very easily, um, things that are not always necessarily shared 
very easily. And so when I look at my Aquarius moon, who sometimes I label as the collective's subconscious, you know, mind and being able to see this, the collective subconscious mind uh, because of that Aquarian energy, that Aquarian energy in the 12th house is very hard. Um, in my early years of shadow work and in, in, you know, past relationships even, you know, um, it was hard to be vulnerable. It was hard to let people in. It was hard to really express myself um, in all of my truth and, and, and really sharing it for, for what it was. It was hard to, you know, really share those things. Sometimes it was hard to even show like emotion, <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to say that's necessarily because of, you know, it being Aquarius, but more so because of the, the celestial body of the moon in the 12th house. And yes, there are positives to that place. And again, like I said before, but there are also aspects to that that can create some shadow elements to myself that I had to recognize and how that would manifest in that placement. Okay. So one thing you're going to notice with me, you guys, if you ever get a, um, an, a birth chart reading, so like just your regular natal chart reading or even a solar return chart reading, whatever it might be in terms of astrology, I'm not going to just give you the things you want to hear in terms of just the quote unquote positive things of, of these aspects or transits, whatever you might have going on. I want to give you the full picture, the light and the dark, right? Because again, balance, that's what I believe in. Um, so, you know, this was something that I saw in myself. And then when I add the second layer of my Venus and Scorpio, <laughs> which again, makes almost a perfect square to my Aquarius moon, Venus and Scorpio, like I said, is, is Venus's detriment, which means she does not perform well here. It means that she can self-sabotage the love and abundance and fertility and wealth that she's trying to create. Okay. Scorpios are, are very well known to be paranoid in their shadow aspect. Yes, they're very intuitive because they are water, but they can be, you know, in the shadow aspect, very paranoid and overthink things in the wrong way and assume the absolute worst, which then makes them attract the absolute worst because Scorpios have such a magnetic force about them. Okay. Anytime you meet someone who has Scorpio placements, you always know because they always attract people so quickly. Even if they don't want to, even if they're not trying, they have this natural magnetic force about them. And so Scorpios, if you're listening to this, it's really important that you protect your mind and take a step back from your intentions, your magic, etc. When you see your mind going to those places, because it can attract those things to you much faster than you want it to. Okay. And I could see that happening with myself and it sabotaged a lot of stuff. And so I had to, you know, take my astrology skill set and apply it to my healing and, and really look at, okay, these are all really great things about me, but how are these things maybe manifesting into shadow elements that I am feeding into even more so without even trying or without intentionally trying to do so? Um, and so I had to face that, um, you know, and so like I was saying before, um, over the years of me learning about these things, I had to kind of release some grip in terms of control of how things would manifest by using the cosmos or the charts or whatever it might be and allowing myself to actually be vulnerable in my relationships 
or, you know, whether that's romantic or platonic and, and speak my truth and not be afraid of what was going to happen as an outcome and not always assuming the absolute worst all the fucking time because it was so exhausting to live there. It is so exhausting to think the absolute worst outcome is going to happen. I had no choice but to let it go because I was losing myself. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I really had to let that shit go. Um, and it's really important that I share this because I want you guys to understand that like you can go through, you know, the journey of, of falling in love with astrology and diving into it and dive into it in the, in the not so great dark parts of the waters of the depths and then return back to the light of it at the end of it too. You can, it's, it's possible. Okay. Um, you know, so, you know, over the years I've had to return to shadow work, you know, before and later on. And, you know, again, because healing is not linear and blah, 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 blah. We all know this, right? Like many humans. Okay. And I've dived even deeper into this ugly truth and have pulled back the layers and the layers and the layers and the layers. And as a mystic, badass witch who also happens to read the heavens clear as day, I'll, I'll praise us to the most high for that, okay? I had to get really honest with myself about how I was using my gifts, okay? And yeah, of course, I was still helping a lot of people, okay, even before launching my business and doing the damn thing. But while I was supporting others... I was also at some, at some times, you know, when I was deep in the shadow, you know, self, um, harming myself too. And so my grip on astrology was so damn tight. The damn practice needed a latex outfit and collar. Okay. Per like for real, it really did. Cause it was so fucking tight. The grip, like my goodness, 50 shades of cosmos right here. Like it was, it was madness. Okay, it was really, really crazy. Um, so let me give you more stories here. Anytime I would meet someone new, for example, and this is like way back in the day, y'all, okay? Like way back in the day, not not current timelines. This is like past timelines I'm talking about right now. Anytime I would meet someone new, before I sat with myself and would reflect on if they were even worthy of my time or even a good match, I would jump to I would jump to um my charts and things, my tools, and become instantly curious about the cosmic connection, aka the sinistry. And at first, you know, this wasn't, you know, bad, you know, it wasn't a bad thing, you know, for studious purposes, because it, it, of course, it like helps with, you know, learning and whatever, and whatnot. Um, and it wasn't really harmful. But it got really toxic, really fucking fast. Okay, I would discard people immediately based on what some of their placements were, like literally. And I'm not talking, you know, a nice conversation of being like, oh yeah, sorry, you know, there's just not a connection here. I'm not feeling it, whatever, whatever. Nah, I'm talking full blown, zero fucks given, ghost of their asses, one time, see y'all ass later, like nothing, <laughs> like absolutely nothing, like literally nothing. Didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, this is what you have? Nope, next. Like literally just, you know, Thank you, next. That was it. And as I look back at the at these moments in my life, I realized, damn, 
were you even using your intuition that that nudged you to say no or to close those doors or was it your trauma was it the shadow self was it the immature ego was it the inner child okay like what's really going on here was i avoiding you know cancer sons because they were i they were quote unquote toxic and had mommy issues or was it just the ego and the shadow talking okay what if they actually had a really nice nurturing side um that was still very protective you know and this is just an example um you know i would never even know because i wouldn't give them the chance to show me that okay and so this is what i'm talking about now, again, y'all know, okay, as of right now, like I'm boot up, yes, and I've said my vows and all that other cute shit, so I don't have to use astrology in this toxic way anymore, nor would I push it for anyone else, but, you know, even as I shared before in, in the previous episode, um, episode 53 I'm talking about, okay, when I did meet Le Husbe, you know, when I was first getting to know him, I did use astrology, and yeah, I absolutely love him and I'm head over heels for him and, you know, all that good things. Um, but a part of me wishes I had allowed myself to discover how divine he was without the filter of astrology. Because the filter of astrology is what piqued my interest before I actually allowed myself to get to know them. And I know that's because of that that fear of attachment, aka Aquarius moon, and be a Scorpio being like, oh, I've been here before, I'm not gonna let you in right th- like that quickly, whatever, whatever. It's almost like astrology became like a shield of protection for myself before letting myself go too far, you know? Um, so that's really interesting too to unpack, even now as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, damn, that's, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, and do I love our love story? Yes, I do. And does it include beautiful cosmic connections and synastry? Yes, it does. Um, you know, and I love it because it's romantic and I'm an astrologer. But does that cosmic connection make the story? No, absolutely not. Okay, we make the story. Okay, even when we were getting you know, married, and I was trying to find the perfect date to say I do with the help of the cosmos to avoid chaos as much as I possibly could. Okay, because yes, I was still leaning on it in that way. Um, In that process of trying to do that, I was stressing myself out, exhausting myself mentally, and spiritually and emotionally, okay, falling back into bad behavior patterns that did not support my growth, okay, and I nearly sabotaged the whole damn thing. And I know I've said this before, but I'm saying it again because I really want y'all who are listening to learn from my mistakes and hear the human inside of me, okay, not this is the mystic yes talking, but the human me talking especially and saying this to you, to say like, remember that again, astrology is a tool, Okay, it is not a weapon. Do not let it become a weapon in your life because, child, it is not fun to clean up that mess. <laughs> it's really not. Okay. Um, and this is actually why I've decided to stop offering sinistry compatibility uh, astrological readings to the collective. This is exactly why I'm closing that the bookings for that particular kind of reading for now. 
um, because I don't want astrology to be used for the wrong reasons. And I find a lot of times um, the clients of my past who have received Sinistry compatibility readings, they were doing it to receive validation from the cosmos, just as I was, right? That their romantic connection, divine union, whatever, was good enough because it was stamped by the cosmos. And I don't know if it's like that idea of you attract what you are. And so because I was in that energy, I attracted clients who were also in that energy. I don't really know. But at the end of the day, I'm here to take accountability and say, I don't want to feed that like energy into anyone. So I'm cutting it off completely. Okay. And these clients would come back again and again and again about new connections and hoped to receive that validation once again and that approval from the cosmos once again. And this is no shade to those clients because I love all of y'all so, so, so very much. And I appreciate all of the support and the love that I receive. I would not be here without you guys. I really, 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 really do appreciate you, okay? But I want better for all of us. I really do. And so it starts with me as a resource for astrology, okay? I know that you guys not necessarily lean on me, but you guys are here for a reason, right? To learn and, and to and to grow and to expand. And so I want to make sure that I am providing those tools in the best way possible, okay? So... That is why I have decided to close the books for Sinistry compatibility astro readings, okay? I want astrology, whether it's tropical, sidereal, Vedic, whatever version it is, I want it to be popular for the right reasons, okay? Not to try and control the fates, not to try and control other people, but for us to better ourselves, to dive deeper into ourselves and receive the answers we seek within because they've been there all along, okay? Now, I am not saying astrology, sinistry, whatever isn't helpful because yes, it certainly is, okay, when used correctly, but when we're out here getting readings and trying to find out what people are just to switch up our personality, our aesthetic, or our ways of communication style just for them to approve of us because we're so fucking lonely and fucking traumatized and have abandonment issues and everything else under the fucking sun, <laughs> okay? That's when we know we have a problem, okay? And I know some of y'all just looked at your phone thinking, what the hell is she talking about? Bitch, I'm talking about you. And you know I'm talking about you because I know you do this. Everyone has done this. And you can sit there and be in denial. Okay, if you're in denial, then why are you hollering then? Only her dogs holler. So why are you hollering then right now at the phone? I know that you've done this because everyone has done this. And I'll give you a perfect example as to what I mean. As soon as you find out someone's sun, moon rising, or their Venus sign that you're interested in, one of the first things you tend to do is run to Google and search up 
blah 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 sign in whatever the fuck planet or whatever the fuck it is right and have google and the websites and the whoever tell you what type of lover they are you come to your own conclusions and decisions before giving them a chance based on what you just read or what you just watched or what you just saw or double tapped on 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 a timeline right okay And this is what I'm talking about. Now, if you're in the learning process, right, you're studying, those things are good to look at to determine the patterns and to review these things and reflect on them. But to make decisions on life partners who could potentially be really great for you, nah, that's wild, (laughs) okay? Be for real. Those days are over, child, okay? We are growing up. We grow now, honey. We don't have time to play with the cosmos and these and these practices like that anymore. Saturn is going to be entering Pisces real fucking soon, which we will talk about in a completely different episode. I know you guys are waiting for that. It's coming. I promise you it's coming. Okay. We do not have the luxury to play like this in these streets anymore. There are consequences, life altering consequences. Okay. Real connections require real work. They require real commitment, okay? You do not need the cosmos to tell you who someone is. What did Honorable Ancestor Maya Angelou say? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them, okay? That ain't based off of no astrology shit. That's based off of actions and people's energy, which both speak fucking volumes. Okay, hello. You do not need the cosmos to tell you who someone is. What you need is a bumbaclat spiritual bath to cleanse yourself and open up your item so you can see them for who they are. Okay, what you probably need is a gut cleanse so you can have your gut actually be activated the way that it's going to tap in and awaken that intuition inside of you. It's hard to trust your gut if your gut is dirty and full of rust, right? Yeah, it is. So let's do the things to connect to ourselves so we can see and sense the things we need to without using these great tools like astrology as a fucking weapon, okay? Once you've spent some time with your people, have had some real in-depth conversations with your people, and maybe even have gone on actual dates with them, if we're talking about romantic connections here, okay? Then I would say, sure, dive into the sinistry if you want to. Because at that point, It's just for your own curiosity to see, wow, things have been going really great. I wonder if there's any cosmic connection here, right? That's not based off of you making the hardcore decision to get to know them right away. Okay. And I'm talking like, you know, like three months in. And I'm saying this because a lot of people have these 90 day rules, which are, you know, old school, whatever you want to call it, whatever people live their lives. It is their business. You know, some people will say things like, oh, I don't want to 
I'm not going to sleep with this person, whatever, 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 for at least 20 days. Oh, I won't be paying none of their bills or whatever the fuck else until it's been 90 days. Oh, I'm not going to introduce them to my family or my friends, my loved ones until we've hit this particular milestone number and blah, blah, fucking blah. Right? How about a 90 day no astrology rule? Hmm? How about no checking the sinistry between the two of you for 90 days? Or at least until it becomes, you know, a topic of discussion naturally, which it would if you're connecting with another mystic who, you know, is like deep into the shit, right? Because there are a lot of mystics who don't even touch astrology, but a lot of mystics, I would say, who are you know, on their path and whatnot are definitely tapped into astrology in some way or form. And maybe not necessarily checking their horoscopes, but they definitely are aware of their charts and their big threes and whatnot at the very least. Okay. And it's actually really funny because there is this running joke that I see a lot online in the spiritual community that will say things like, oh, if there is a man that you meet who knows their big three, there's a very high chance he's a hoe because most men don't know anything about their birth charts besides their sun sign. And this is a very corny joke, sure, but it's a joke because it has some truth to it. Okay? Either that motherfucker is only fucking with witches on purpose to benefit himself or he been fucking and sharing that shit to impress the gal them. Okay, and that's good for their game. Good for them. But it's game. It's giving Mr. Ran through little Miss Ran through. Okay, and I'm not here to slut shame anybody like whatever. That's cool. That's I, I don't really don't care. Live your life. But what I'm saying is this. Is that the kind of person you want to attract? Probably not. Okay. Sexual intercourse is a very sacred spiritual thing. And if you are okay with just dealing with people who are out here. (laughs) you know busting it wide open for everything that walks then mm, you gotta check your standards honey I'm sorry and I'm not sorry actually okay so I'm just saying like you know just mm, you know wait give it some time you don't have to check right away give yourself some time to get to know the person before going into that route and then see what the magic is behind it and honestly you'll probably actually enjoy astrology and appreciate it even more when you do that because you're going to allow it the time and the space to work its magic on its own and show you how divine it really is okay I love astrology and I will continue to share astrology in the best light possible with the best intentions for the collective as possible okay what I will not do though is feed into the clout monster who only boosts or shares content filled with fast food astrology bullcrap, okay? I just refuse. I, I That ain't me, okay? I'm not that girl, okay? And yeah, there may be a day where potentially I bring back Sinistry, you know, readings, but as of right now, that door is closed and honestly, I'm really happy to say so. So I've been talking a long, long, long time and I still haven't gone to the community cabin submissions part of this episode. So that is what we're going to go into now. 
um, to close out, and then I might talk about some ancestral antidote. Um, but here we go. I asked the collective to submit their answers to various questions I asked regarding relationships, love, love spells, and love magic, okay? So I will be reading each submission, which will be submitted into the draw for a free Sinistry Astrology reading, because yes, I still want to give one, one away for free, or a free astro tarot reading. I'm giving you guys the option to pick what sort of reading you want to have as your win between the two, okay? And if you're listening to this and you're curious about booking your own just personal astro tarot reading, please note that we have been going through a lot of upgrades and changes. And so astro tarot readings are now called simply channeled readings on our website and our booking links um, just to simplify things. And so, yeah, I want to give you guys the option to do that. So here are the submissions. We're going to talk about the questions that were asked and, um, you know, all those good things there. So the first thing is going to be this. The first question I was asking um, was, what are your favorite ingredients for um, love and self-love uh, workings. And so some of you guys said rose water, um, lavender, Palo Santo, chili, cumin. That was a second uh, submission. Um, someone's username who has the word cool cat in it, which I absolutely love, <laughs> um, mentioned hot tea and connecting to spirit. Um, one of my favorite mystics out there mentioned Jamaica, the herb, which is also known as, um, oh gosh, I can't even think right now. I'll have to get back to that afterwards, you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, they mentioned Jamaica, the herb. So like Agua de Jamaica, which is like a, a type of drink, which includes the, uh, hibiscus flower. There you go. Hibiscus. Hello. Um, someone else mentioned, um, rose, uh, hawthorn, lemon balm, pink candles and crystals, um, self-adornment, which yes, thank you for mentioning that. Okay. Someone mentioned ground up blue oyster shells with baby's breath and rose petals, moon snail shells. Okay. This witch knows what she's talking about or what they're talking about. This witch, shout out to this witch, um, whose username actually has the word witch and wooden in there. Shout out to you. I love that. That's really, really, really cool. And I'm also going to look into that myself because that sounds really amazing. Um, another submission mentioned um, ritual bath of Epsom salts, rose petals, oils, and bath bombs. Another mystic mentioned hibiscus as well, cinnamon and rose. Um, so lots of discussions about rose, of course, being a favorite um, tool to use. Also, candles, of course, were being mentioned as well to use. Um, and these were all submissions, again, talking about favorite um, tools to use. And I'm sharing these with you guys on the on this episode because, again, this is being released on Valentine's Day. I'm still talking, so it's actually going to be released on actual Valentine's Day since it's almost midnight. And I want to share these things with you so that you guys can go ahead and use these things for yourself 
um, for your own magic today. Because like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, Venus conjuncts Neptune is a really great transit to work with in terms of love magic and spell work for ourselves and whatnot. Okay. Um, someone mentioned... Okay, so I also asked a similar question in terms of ingredients, but I also enhanced this question later on asking, aside from ingredients, what about favorite practices for self-love and rituals? And so here's what the mystics had to say. Um, a lovely mystic whose username has the word celestial in it, shout out to you, my love, um, who submitted a lot of submissions for this uh, community coven. So I want to say thank you so, so, so very much. Uh, and actually, I want to say thank you to everyone because there were so many submissions for this particular community coven. So I'm really, 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 really happy to see that y'all are, you know, just as excited about these episodes as I am. So thank you so much. Um, so this particular mystic mentioned cacao uh, and warm milk, cleansing at time to the altar, speaking love over blessings and the spirit guides, ashe, cooking and caring for their space, which yes, absolutely music, dancing, and just being present, right? Being the embodiment of spirit, um, quartz and wands as well, they mentioned as some of their favorite tools. Um, one particular mystic who has the name Nova in their username mentioned honey in jars, baths, meditation helps to remove the love blocks as well, which yes, absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, someone else mentioned mirror work. Oh, child, this is an important one. This is one's very, 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 very important. And I would say start with that first when it comes to your love rituals and spell work and whatnot. Okay, mirror work. Thank you so much to this mystic whose name has Mercia in it, which almost sounds like my mother's name. So shout out to you. Um, <laughs> they said mirror work, taking pics of themselves, buying themselves flowers, 10 hours of sleep, child, I need to work on that. Um, going through their journal and reflecting. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, another mystic mentioned baths, frequencies, meditation, and vision journaling and scripting. And this mystic has the username uh, details mentioning uh, summer in it. So shout out to you as well. Um, I got to find the next ones. There are so many submissions here. Another mystic mentioned rose petals, sandalwood, and citrus, making a list of why I'm proud of myself. I love that. I feel that I can also fall into the space of mirror work as well if you're reading that list to yourself. Um, someone else mentioned a candlelight bath. Someone else also mentioned candle magic. Another, men another mystic mentioned bath as well. One mystic mentioned rose water, which yes, I love to use rose water. It's super simple. It's super cheap. And you don't have to make it yourself. You can just go to your local like <laughs> botanica or bodega and find rose water and use that. I just spritz it in my hair and just like spray it over myself. And it's just really, really great. And it instantly helps uplift my mood. Um, actually, another mystic here also mentioned rose water. Rose water, rose petals, Himalayan salt, rose quartz, clear quartz, Paul Santo smoke. I love all those things. I am all... I am all for the rose energy. Yes, rose quartz is a crystal that everyone is very aware of, but its power is so, 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 is so special and very magical. And, you know, literally just using rose quartz alone 
can clear out so much stuff if you really channel your energy and intentions into it and cleanse it often. This is a crystal I've used for my own inner child healing and shadow work. I have like a massive, I don't know where it is right now, but I have like a massive, 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 like, <laughs> like one pound, maybe almost piece of like raw rose quartz that I'll literally just grab and hold on to and put in the center of my heart center on my chest when I'm meditating to elevate me. And I just love it so much. Um, okay. Another mystic mentioned yoga, scented baths, alone, quiet time for reading, tarot, prayer, etc. And another mystic also mentioned journaling, candles, flowers that came from someone who has the word Duchess in their username. Um, someone else mentioned, we have a few more roses, um, cooking, yoni steams, moving my body, getting outside, creating sacred space. And this came from a lovely mystic who I know is an Aquarius. So shout out to you, my love. Um, another mystic mentioned baths with salts, oils, herbs, depending on what's going on, which yes, I agree. Depending on what my intention is, I agree that it could, it could change between a bath or candle magic or whatever else in between. Um, someone else mentioned self-care, aka spa day, which yes, big Venetian energy. I agree. We have some other mentions of pink candles, roses, row quartz, and loving affirmations. So again, more of that mirror work. Um, one lovely Leo who I love so much in this world, shout out to my love, mentioned um, one of their favorite tools to use is their pole and dim lights and a playlist that they can completely relax to, which is very big self-care energy. Um, and another mystic mentioned lavender, chamomile tea, and some uh, aromatic candles, fragrant bath rituals. So yes, essential oils are really, really, really great. And honestly, I'm really happy to see that there's so many mystics who mentioned rose and like rose quartz because rose is the highest, um, frequency in terms of vibration that the flower kingdom has roses. So to see that so many mystics have mentioned roses is just so great because it just shows how committed, the collective is as a community and as a coven to their work and using the best tools to do that. Um, one of the questions I had also mentioned here are what are lessons you have learned about doing love spells on others? Um, And hang on, I gotta open these things up, y'all, because, like, ooh, yeah, all these things, <laughs> there's so much stuff, you guys, I'm trying to, like, open these all up, um, properly, and honestly, Okay, here we go. Here, here are some here. Um, here are the lessons they've learned, the, the collective has learned about love spells and magic on other people. Too many intentions will leave you in a mess. Be clear and specific about the self and with others. If the jar breaks, please stop and reflect. Ooh, that's tea right there. Yes, I agree. That can mean that the working is very, 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 very powerful and maybe not in the way that you want it to be. Um, this mystic mentioned towards others, always born of lack. Ooh, releasing others makes them come back. Interesting. 
I agree with that too. Like, yeah, like let go of that grip and watch as the universe shows you what can happen when you trust and surrender. Um, <laughs> one mystic mentioned, just don't do it, my dears. Manifest instead. I agree. Absolutely. Um, another mystic mentioned, don't do it to every person you crush on. You will end up with a fan club. Hey, yo, that's a bar right there. Do not do it to everyone you have a crush on because you will have a groupie you will have an entourage and you do not want that it can be very creepy very fast okay um one mystic mentioned so far there hasn't really been much results i've tried but i wonder if i did it wrong or maybe it wasn't meant to be beloved it was not meant to be your answer said ah, ah, nope skirt 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 i rebuke return to sender and that was a blessing in disguise i understand that redirection rejection is spiritual protection okay praises to spirit for that um another mystic mentioned always boost yourself or communication between you instead of trying to change them yeah i agree stop trying to change people you guys with magic it's not gonna work you're just gonna lose yourself and you're like a damn clown doing it in the process okay Another mystic mentioned, don't involve other people in magic, focus on self. And yes, I 110% agree with that. Um, another mentioned, uh, a few others mentioned, most important spell is self-love spells. Um, someone else says, never used one, don't think I ever will love me organically or get got. A, listen, I shade of that too, okay? Yes, I shade of that too. If they can't love you as you are and you need to light candles to hold their asses down, honey, they're not trying to get kept and you don't need to be doing dominatrix spells and other bullshit to keep them. Let them go and let the real love find you as it's meant to, okay? Because you are deserving of that, period. Um, another mystic mention, I did one, I did one on the new moon um, where I wrote one girlfriend's name because I was interested. Um, then they continued and said, I myself have learned that it's going to be, it's going to, if it's going to be, it's going to be, you can't force things. Yes. And that is the truth. You cannot force things. Right. And like I was saying before, you can have the best, um, you know, the best, uh, you can have the best, alignment cosmic alignment and and all those things in between but if it's not meant to be it just won't happen okay and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're toxic or evil or you're toxic or evil things don't have to end on a bad term for it to be for it to end sometimes they have to end because the contract is just simply over you were you received the wisdom you were meant to receive and so have they and so here you are closing the contract and it's ending, right? That happens sometimes. Um, another question I asked the collective was, what are important qualities that you look for in a partner? And here's what the collective mentioned. Um, communication, thoughtfulness, music taste, sense of humor, passion. <laughs> These all came from the same mystic um, celestial. Um, another mystic mentioned, Ability to be your perfectly imperfect self with him slash her. And I agree with that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I actually kind of talked about this in one of my posts recently about how people talk about you shouldn't be comfortable in your relationships. And I'm thinking to myself, that's bullshit. Why be in a relationship that you have to perform to maintain? 
That's exhausting. If you have to always be maintaining it through performance and not being yourself and you can't be comfortable being yourself, then that's not the one for you, honey. Okay. And by being comfortable, I don't mean, you know, get disrespectful. Don't put in the effort. Stop putting in the work and doing the bare minimum. No, what I mean is being yourself, being at peace with yourself, being at peace with them and elevating together. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, another mystic mentioned kindness and being present. Someone else mentioned physical attraction, kindness, humor, chemistry, vulnerability, emotional presence, and respect. Yes, all those things. Yes, 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 yes. Super, super, super important. And we have more, you guys. We have so much more to get through. Um, some of, Another mystic mentioned safety, consistency, and communication. Um, someone else mentioned emotional attunement and regulation, financial intelligence, compassion. Okay, listen here. This must be a Taurus, <laughs> a Taurus placement talking because period. Okay, do not disturb me from my grinding. Do not do that because that is a very easy way to dry up the fountain. Okay, hello. Um, another mystic mentioned stability, humor, good arms and hands. Okay, okay, I see you. Um, mystic whose username has the word Jude in it. Yes. Good arms and hands. <laughs> Listen. Yes, absolutely. I say to that. Um, another mystic mentioned honesty, self-reflection and spiritual, spiritually rich. One who is familiar with God and financially stable. Yes. Thank you. If you cannot see spirit, the divine God within them, they are not for you, honey, bunny. They are not for you, okay? Um, another uh, mystic mentioned, creative, self-aware, kind, makes me laugh. They are comfortable with themselves. Very important, yes. Another mystic mentioned, consciousness. Another mystic mentioned, sense of humor, which we, we I think we've had before as well. Um, wow, finally someone said it. Loyalty, hello. Kindness, patient, ambitious, driven, hard worker, affectionate, loving, sweet. Listen, loyalty and patience can take you a long way in a relationship. And those are two things I think are very, very, very important because as we all know, again, healing is not linear. And so you want to ensure that the person that you are with is just as patient and loyal as you are. That is super, super important. Okay, your your journey is going to go up and down in various ways. And you want to make sure that you're with someone who's going to be there for you and hold you down during those times, right? During those phases, whether you're feeling whole or not. So I'm really happy that someone mentioned that. So shout out to you for saying that, uh, fellow mystic. Um, okay, we have a lot of others, you guys. Um, compassion, someone mentioned. Authenticity, someone else mentioned. Honesty, kindness, communication. Another mystic mentioned someone willing to do the hard work in a relationship, honest, communication, reliability. Yes, again, we're seeing a pattern here. Um, someone else mentioned steadfastness, joy, self-sustainability, intelligence, respectfulness, humor. Yes, humor is also important because who doesn't like to have inside jokes? I feel like some of the my some of my favorite uh, couples, you know, aka myself, you know, one of the best things about being in a relationship is having that like secret language th with that person, which is mostly filled with inside jokes that no one else is going to understand. So that humor is super important. 
Um, someone else mentioned, I think it's been proven again and again, if I don't like his music taste, he's out for real, LOL. You know what? That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. And I totally get that. Um, and yeah, I think that music is very important. It's also a love language in its own. I think that making playlists and sharing songs with other people is a love language of its own. And yeah, I get that. If some, if my partner like was like obsessed with country, I would probably like question them in various ways. Uh, would it be an ending factor? No, not really. I, I wouldn't really care that much, but like I would <laughs> probably be questioning if they were the right one for me. Um, okay. Others had said things like the ability to see how their actions in hard times will affect the long-term dynamic. Yes. Accountability, honey. Accountability is very, 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 very important. And I'm so happy that a, a mystic whose username has the word healing in it mentioned this. Shout out to you. Um, someone else mentioned emotional intelligence and regulation is key. Yes. Emotional intelligence is one thing, but if you're not regulating that shit, it doesn't mean anything. So yes, thank you so much. Um, honesty, ambition, having passion of your own and kindness, because yes, if you have someone who is not passionate about their own shit and doesn't have shit going on, they will potentially fumble your own bag and have you distracted, low key, even be jealous of you. I don't know if y'all have ever been in a position with someone who has been jealous of you, but let me tell you, that is some nasty ass work, okay? There is no evil eye worse than the op of a lover who's sleeping next to you, child. Okay. Woo. No, 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 no. You cannot have that. They need to have their own passions. Okay. Some other things that people said, we have honesty, respecting my boundaries without creating conflict or revenge, real communication. Yeah. Again, same thing. Um, full human range, diversity, able to express themselves authentic uh, authentically, being a good listener. Yes. Very important things. Someone else mentioned spiritual and emotional depths. I agree because the two are, you know, two heads on the same coin, honey. Um, another mystic mentioned peaceful uh, boundaries setting um, and knowing the inner self and deepening that. Um, someone mentioned listening to understand. Okay, yes, listening to understand, not to respond. Hello. If they are only responding to you defensively, they are not digesting or understanding anything you're saying and y'all will probably continue to go into cycles of bullshit anyway um being supportive and being supportive of the company of others which is also very important another mistake mentioned someone who can define what love means to them preferably bell hooks definition listen if you guys have not read bell hooks book called all about love it's a red cover i will probably post in my instagram story just to show you um, please go and get it, order it online, support Miss Bell Hooks, honorable ancestor, black ancestor. Yes. Okay. Hello. Um, having your own definition of love is very important. And honestly, a lot of the things that I've learned in terms of the healing and cleansing of, of shadow self and, and love workings for myself to elevate myself, to attract better love and unions and whatnot came from me reading this book and sitting with um, the details of it on my own. So shout out to you for saying that. Thank you so much for mentioning that. Okay. One of the last questions I asked y'all was, what were some lessons that you have learned from relationships, whether from the past or the present? And here's what the mystics had to say. <laughs> First of all, this mystic who has the username Celestial 
put in so many submissions. This response they put in had me cackling earlier. They they sent me a song called No Games by Sarani, which if you don't know, you don't know. And that's fine. The girls who get it, get it. <laughs> and I thought that was really hilarious. No games. I agree. Um, they said, trust how other people make you feel. Right. Trust how they make you feel. As I was saying before, they will show you. Your intuition will see it for what it is. The cosmos will not solidify that for you. Trust how others make you feel. Um, they also said sometimes it's okay to let a crush go if it means preserving a friendship or preserving yourself long term. That is also really huge. But also recognize when your friendship could be someone being an op and trying to keep you away from your happiness because misery loves company. Okay, hello. Um, they also mentioned pour into a close circle versus trying to please and be friends with everyone. Intention. Yes, this is very, very, very huge. Keep your circles tight. Keep the goals big. Okay, you are not here to please everyone. You cannot be everything to everyone. Okay, they also mentioned friendships are a life force that also need tending to. Yeah, don't be one of those people who gets into a relationship and then all of a sudden you fall off the face of the earth and no one has ever seen you ever again because you're too busy out here in your own little world. It's fine to build your world and do all those things, but still maintain your other relationships because they're still needed, okay? Um, some other mystics mentioned, always put yourself first. Never allow yourself to get absorbed by your partner, which literally just solidifies what I said before you need to know yourself if you don't know yourself you can't recognize this person and therefore you'll get messy and get lost in the sauce and that'll be it um someone mentioned lessons of the past never seek validation from your partner you cannot save your partner this is also very very true I always tell people this the only validation you can receive is from spirit so go put all those validation expectations etc on spirit and not on people because spirit will never disappoint you. Humans will. <laughs> okay. Um, someone mentioned that love is not enough. And this is true. Love is not enough. Okay. And I think that Bell Hook's book mentioned, uh, sorry, titled All About Love will teach you that. Love is not enough. Okay. And this is why I was saying before, loyalty, um, patience, are also things that are super important in relationships that someone had mentioned that I also agree with because love is not enough. And there will be times when you'll be tried and you're going to learn that the hard way. Okay. Um, someone said platonic connection is key. Know what I need. Articulate it and respect their boundaries. Yes. Platonic connection is definitely key. A lot of people always question like, oh, why is Valentine's Day in Aquarius season? Oh my gosh. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, Aquarius is all about friendships and connections with our community. And the best relationships, the best romantic relationships that are I would say successful start as platonic friendships and even if they didn't start that way if y'all don't have anything outside of your physical attraction um, then you're probably not really having real in-depth conversations which means you can't really help support each other in times of need okay so yeah I agree with that too someone mentioned to thine own self be true and open your true heart. It knows real love versus infatuation. Yes, exactly. Lust versus love. Hello. Um, 
know that people aren't just mean and nasty. They just hurt and it's really not them. It's not really me. Sometimes it's really them. So don't doubt what you're feeling. I agree with that. Sometimes it really is them and you can't gaslight your feelings, okay? Listen to your intuition. Again, cleanse that gut so you can hear it and listen to your intuition. Do not gaslight your feelings because a lot of times we do that and then we stay in cycles that we're not meant to longer than we're supposed to. Okay, someone else mentioned trust. Someone else mentioned, yeah, they mentioned trust, which I really think they mean like surrender and let it just be what it is meant to be. Um, someone else mentioned as lessons, be honest about how you feel and always respect yourself. No guy is worth self-abandonment. Yeah, again, do not abandon yourself for the people because they will not abandon themselves for you. Okay, hello. Um, someone else mentioned nobody should compromise, especially on values. And I feel like this this aligns really well with the previous mission I just mentioned. Um, someone else mentioned possession is not love. Hello, possession is not love. So if you were listening to this and thinking, oh, I'm going to do a love spell on XYZ so that they can love me. No, baby, that's possession. And you need to take several steps back because you are going to hex yourself. Okay, please check yourself. Okay, someone else mentioned be honest and authentic, which yes, if you cannot, you cannot put up the performance for so long so make sure that you're being real because if you try to put up that performance for so long they will catch on and not fall for it anymore okay another message came in about friendships romanticize your friendships get your besties flowers let inner children out and enjoy your life this is huge and i think that a really great fun date night thing to do um with your romantic partners is to actually have those play dates that i call them i call them play dates where you allow your inner child to kind of have a field day and do fun things to let loose as well that's a really great way to connect with your partner in a platonic friendly way um oh i love this message too everything you're looking for is within yes ashe honesty is key yes absolutely um, the right person comes when you're not looking for them. Don't chase, attract. Hello, ding, 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 ding. The right person comes when you're not looking for them. Don't chase, attract. Yes, 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 yes. Um, another mystic mentioned the most important relationship anyone has is with themselves. I agree. Someone else mentioned being honest works best. Listen to try to gain an understanding instead of listening to respond, which we heard earlier. Someone else mentioned how to let go gracefully to prioritize myself and to listen without thinking of myself. Yes, it's important to know how to let go without um, animosity um, in our hearts. It's also important for us to let go without resentment in our hearts. So if they've done something to hurt us, you know, we don't have to forgive them, but you need to forgive yourself for putting up with the bullshit and then let it go over time as you can, okay? Um, someone else mentioned, I didn't realize how jealous guys can actually be of their partner and try to tear them down. Wow, listen, <laughs> if listen, I, yeah, this is big facts. You need to make sure that you're, again, your person, whatever they are to you, has their own shit going on because if they see you succeeding and, and, and potentially quote unquote surpassing them in the material realm, in the 3D realm here on earth, they will project that negativity and try to tear your ass down. It has happened to me in the past. And, um, you know, we hear now, so it doesn't really matter. But yes, this is very, very true. And especially if you are a mystic who is, you know, a healer and, and, and does all these things, like, yeah, 
they can really do that to you. So be very mindful of who you are selecting and sharing your abundance with, okay? Um, trust is everything is another lesson. Someone else mentioned an emotionally intelligent partner without emotional regulation is pointless. Yes, I agree. Can't love someone into loving you right. I also agree. Stop repeating yourself over and over and over again. They heard you, okay? We tend to think that the divine masculine is complicated and the divine feminine is complicated. They're not. People speak about what they want. People go after what they want. And if they're not, then they're not going to. They're not going to, okay? <clears throat> it's that simple, okay? Um, believe that if they don't understand and respect your boundaries now, they never truly will. This is also true. Hello. And if they're not respecting your boundaries and you're constantly having to repeat yourself, they probably fall somewhere in the mid to high range of, of narcissisticness and bullshit. And you don't need that in your life. Okay. Rebuke, return to sender. Um, last submission says nothing can be carried. Woo child. Nothing can be carried. Okay. Yes, your partners will have their things in their life that will be heavy and you can do as much as you possibly can to support them. But at the end of the day, it is not yours to carry. And if you try to carry it for them, you will lose yourself and potentially sink yourself lower. Okay, so it's really important for you to honor your boundaries, honor your energetic capacity, honor your resources and the boundaries that you have through resources and only do what you can not what you feel obligated to do. Okay, sometimes relationships, you have to make sacrifices, yes, and compromise, yes, but that does not mean you should be carrying their load of shit. You have your own shit to carry, okay? And if they can't carry their own shit, then you probably shouldn't be with them, okay? But this can also get really tricky when we're talking about patience and loyalty as well, but only you can determine if that person is worth that time and investment, okay? So that is all we have for the community covenant uh, submissions with regards to love and relationships and those questions. So if you submitted something, thank you so, so, so very much. I'll be doing the draw probably tomorrow night to determine who won the free reading. Again, it can be a free synastry reading or a free astro tarot reading, which is now called a channeled reading on our website. Um, really quickly to wrap up in terms of our ancestral antidote, I'm just going to say right now that the ancestral antidote is to just pour love back into yourself, okay? Yes, it's important that we show up for our communities and, and do all these things as we can, but before you try to fulfill any role for anybody else, make sure you are fulfilling the roles that you need to for yourself. Make sure that you can come to the end of the day and say, how have I satisfied myself today? How have I poured back into my own cup today? Okay, and if you can't list more than at least two or three things, honey, dig deeper and, and, and invest more time for yourself to do those things, okay? Um, another piece of ancestral antidote, make sure that your, your altars are lit, okay? Clear out the gutter. If you have spiritual tools that you know you're not using, that you haven't been resonating with, maybe look at rehousing them, giving them away, selling them, just getting rid of them, cleansing them, whatever you have to do, because those tools are also houses for spirit to sit in. So if you're not using them, what are they housing? What are they hosting? Okay, get rid of them. Okay, um, continue to do your floor washes, continue to do your spiritual cleanses, your spiritual baths. Okay, take a white bath for Valentine's Day if that feels like a good thing for you to cleanse. Okay, coconut milk, 
um, Florida water, orange blossom water, rose water, if you want to add that in there, Epsom salt, and just cleanse, 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 release all the stuff, and just, you know, burn it all away if you want to even, okay? Do some workings for yourself. Feed your ancestors and your spirit guides. Give them a romantic meal, a candlelit dinner if you want for them, and bring in that energy that you're calling in of love, not just in a romantic way, but also in a platonic way for yourself through your workings, okay? I think I'm going to stop talking because I have been talking for so long and it is officially past midnight. It is officially Valentine's Day. So if you are celebrating this day with a loved one or other loved ones, I hope you have a wonderful, sweet day that is full of abundance and just all the ooh-la-la oozingness that it possibly can. If you are spending it just with yourself, I am hoping that you have the greatest ritual of self-devotion that you can ever conjure okay on this beautiful day and for those of you who are just listening who are in between or doing both I wish you the best as well and also a very very happy Valentine's Day again remember everyone Venus is conjunct to Neptune in Pisces so another another last piece of ancestor antidote is to do some divination work okay pull some cards pull some oracle cards for yourself do some water scrying some some fire scrying okay talk to your spirit guides and see what's up not just in the world the world of romance but just in your world alone okay that is some serious self-love and true devotion of the self and that is also very beautiful okay thank you so much for tuning in you can check us out at mysticmoonmedicine.com or at mysticmoonmedicine on instagram also at the brutally moon on instagram okay you can book your channeled readings okay your astrology natal chart readings your soul return chart readings on our website also via link in bio on any of our accounts okay you can join the coven on patreon where we are sharing more offerings to do with astrology learning astrology in the true authentic way as a tool not as a weapon okay and just to connect with like-minded beings okay again i thank you so much for tuning in i love you guys so 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 very much i will talk to you soon one love ashe peace